to take it. and basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college. Okay, the band is back together. We hope everybody had a terrific Thanksgiving holiday. Bob Ryan, Gary Tangway, Jeff Goodman with the Ryan Goodman Tangway along for the ride Zoom and podcast sponsored by FanDuel, the official wagering partner of the CLNS Media Networks. Score this season with the NFL and FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Okay, guys, let's start with our team, the Celtics. Now, you know, it's funny because I'm such a I'm such a reactionary fellow. Uh no, you. Yeah, I, I just am as a fan. I just, I just am. And and in leaving the business full time, I become even more of a fan and less reasonable in my um in my uh, later years. But you know, when I get bummed out when the Celtics lose to the Sixers, you know, I go down. I see that game they didn't play well, or I see that they they stubbed their toe here. They should have won that game. But they're still on top of the East. I mean, you know, it's it's much much to do about nothing. So. Jeff, I'll get your thoughts on the Celtics in general since we missed you last week. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're they're playing shorthanded now, and you know they're still winning the games they should win. You know, they beat Atlanta um, w- without a couple guys, key guys. So, you know, Tatum's just been so much more efficient than he's ever been in his career. I agree. And, and again, generally, it's because he's got better players around him, right? He's got guys who know how to play the game, so they're getting him the ball in better spots to, to whether it's score or he, he's, he's more able uh, and willing to move the basketball, knowing he's going to get it back in a better spot than, than he left it. Right. So, you know, I know Drew's, you know, banged up a little bit right now. Porzingis is too, but you know, when they're whole, I, I just love this group because they they play pretty. The only one who who honestly hasn't been as good is Jalen Brown. He's the only one who hasn't been as good as he was. But they don't need him to be as good. That's the beauty of this team is uh, somebody can have an off night, even Tatum, and, and they could still beat good teams. My biggest takeaway of the is no, he's out right now. Is seeing how good Porzingis can be and how it can affect the game in different ways. And uh, and you know he, that 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 it, it's really really heartening, really encouraging. I'm I'm looking, you know, I, I miss him already, you know. But yeah. uh, um, also worried that the thing about him was, of course, injury. And here we go, you know, it it, it he's got an injury, and and I, I know it could happen to anybody thing, but it seems to happen to him. So I I just hope this isn't going to be a season of is he better now than later, Bob? Better oh, now oh, than later. No question. No question. Uh, about it, I one thing I want to bug, you mentioned the fact that they're playing shorthanded, um, and they have gotten some significant, con- nice contributions from some, you know, uh, different sources. Let me ask you uh, before we get to the the guys that people don't know anything about. Uh, uh, I got to ask Jeff: Are you starting to believe a little bit in Sam Hauser? I always believe he could shoot the hell out of the ball, Bob. That was never but, but ever. When, yeah, but but the diff, yeah, but when it mattered is what you I thought you worried about. Yeah, and and I did because until you do it, 
Yep. Like, I don't know if we trust it until you do it in key spots. Now, he he's actually played some meaningful minutes. Oh, yeah. You're a little bit in the playoffs, right? Like, so I think now you feel certainly better than you did a year ago at this time. And I like the fact that, again, these injuries are beneficial because we get to play Hauser more. You get to see a little bit more from him. He's more comfortable playing in the first unit now. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I, listen, Sam Hauser is one of the better shooters, pure shooters, in, in the NBA. Like, I, I feel comfortable saying that. He, he's in probably the top 5 five, 10% in the NBA in terms of pure shooters, and he's got the size. The big thing you're worried about with Sam Hauser was always his defense, yeah. right? Was he going to be a liability? And he has not been a liability on the defensive end, and, and that to me is is critical for for – him being able to stay out there, and if he's not making threes, still being able to be productive. I think that they show great confidence in him. They seek him out. I mean, they, you know, they should. He's oh yeah, you know. he is their best pure oh. shooter on the court, Bob. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, also I, though, it I, makes I, us it makes us feel better, Bob, about the bench a little bit because I'm not saying he's the answer completely because of some, you know, the defense and what he's a specialist. But coming into this season, we said you got a starting five and maybe six guys. Then what? Does he make you feel a little bit better about the bench looking down the road? Well, the first two games, you know, I was going crazy because they win the first two games with a total bench production of twenty points in two games. That's, That's what the long season. I, went, I I just went off the deep end on that one. Is this can't continue? Which of course it hasn't. But I mean, I just that was just terrifying to me that the idea. And and but we're 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 beyond that stage now. We have to. That it's. I'm not worried about it anymore. You know. Um. So, but you need you know, one more big. I think you need one more big guys because you can't rely. Pritchard's no. great as your first guard coming off the bench. He, he he's great. Uh, your point guard coming off the bench. Yeah. Obviously, we know Hauser is great in his role. You know, it's kind of a four, a stretch four that can come off the bench and give you minutes when you need it. And and Al's great, but again, how confident are you that Al is going to be healthy come playoff time? You need a backup plan just in case. Because again, like you talked about, Bob, Porzingis' his, history with injuries and Al being older. you got it. Brad Stevens has got to be on the lookout now till the trade deadline for somebody that could give you 20 minutes if you need it up front at, at the five spot. No, because now speaking of Al, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just so enjoying watching him play lately. And the idea that I, I'm like everybody else, I, I basically had resigned myself. Oh, uncle Al, it's over, you know, nice to have him around. He'll be a good, uh, a, a good source of, of, of you know uh, of wisdom and, and all that for right. the youngest but meanwhile he's had two 15 rebound games lately including last night and and they don't win without him the way he's playing and and uh um it, it's it's really heartening I, I i feel somewhat kind of proprietary toward al in that i happen to be present what i think was his coming out party in florida uh, a long time ago but to do but during the uh, patriots jacksonville super bowl Charlie Pierce and I went over to Gainesville to see an afternoon game uh, and, and go to Florida. And Al, the, the young Al, had his first big game as a as a uh, Gator that day. And uh, uh, so I, I, I uh, always been 
following his career with great interest. He's a winner. Uh, Do you think, I, just winner wanna, I just want to interject. I wish there had been uh, a secret recording device with Mr. Ryan and Mr. Pierce. <laughs> uh, two of the most, uh, two of the greatest wordsmiths in uh, in the history of Boston media. But anyway. Two I that aren't shy to express their opinion. Oh, no. My God. No. I mean, Charlie, oh, God love him. Charlie exactly. gets Bob going. Charlie, you can't, you can't going, Bob? Charlie loved college basketball too. You oh. know, people. I mean, there are people out there that you know, and they know him as a political writer. Yes. Period. Oh, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and, and Esquire and Vanity Fair and and all that. But you know, I know Charlie Pearson and many of the guys and 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 God, he loves college basketball. And and uh, you know, we that was that was such a given that we were going to go that we were there. That was that was an obvious. You know, we knew we were going over to with Gainesville. Anyway, Al Al is Al can play this game. He knows how to play this game. Uh, and and he's 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 still an important person, but you know we know he has to be handled with kit gloves. We know that you can't sure. go back to back, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But boy, that was a nice performance he gave him uh, last night. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel. You know what's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet. Look, if you're not good at math, you, you even you know that's a good deal. I mean, I'm not good at math, and I, I know that's a good deal. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com Boston and kick off your NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, here we go, folks. Now pay attention to this. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call... 1-800-GAM-1234. Yeah, another thing I think that we've seen here, Jeff, is that if you take a look at the standings, some of the hotter teams or some of the teams we thought would be a threat have fallen off a little bit. I mean, Indiana puts up a lot of points, but they're not really on the top of the heap there. Uh, Philadelphia, everybody has to be healthy for that. The Knicks, I thought, would be a little bit better. But the Orlando Magic, who... Uh, created a buzzsaw against the Celtics the other night, seemed to be for real. Yeah, I, I don't think they're for real yet. I don't think they're for real yet, Bob. I, I mean, shoot, they got a superstar in Paolo, and and he is a, a stud, and he's making shots from deep now. You know, he he's going to be a top 10 player in this league at some point in his career. I just don't know if he and the Wagners are, are quite there yet, but, man, you know, to do what they've done coming out of the gates has shocked the hell out of me. Yeah, yeah they're a team that you could see rooting for. You know, if you're a fan, they have people down there who have something to sink their teeth into now with those with that team. I love the idea of the brothers. You know, now and, and of course the idea that we had Mo and didn't know he was any good does, that bothers me a little bit. With <laughs> but uh, people forget that he actually had a little run with the Celtics two years ago, but uh, or three was it two twenty twenty one I think. But uh, anyway, it's you know they're coming off hey. You wonder, Jeff, uh, uh, about how the confidence thing grew with Germany winning the world championship 
and then play yeah. an instrumental role. I think things like that are very interesting to to, to monitor. And and That's uh, a great point. Uh, you know, they've had to do a lot for their for their, you know, self worth. You know, I would think. And, and Jalen Suggs, hey, Jalen Suggs has been much better this year. I liked him. I loved him at yeah. Gonzaga. Yeah. I mean, again, like he and Fultz. I I don't know if you can win at the highest level with yeah. Cole Anthony Suggs and Fultz together. I don't know if any of them are like good enough shooters that you're going to win at the highest level, but they're tough dudes. All of them, they have one thing in common. They're like chipping their shoulder, tough dudes who play hard. Um, and, and again, you put enough skill around those guys and, and, and they're okay. Like Wendell Carter's a good piece. They got a lot of good pieces. Yeah. Again, I think you're going to need a running mate alongside Paulo. And I'm not sure uh, Franz Wagner is quite that. But but he's been way better than I thought. Or Paulo, he's everything he's supposed to be. Yeah, Paulo's a stud. It's he's pretty a... evident. He's everything he was supposed to be, and he's going to be, you know, right. He's going to be a top. Head hey, for top you head. know who is too? And I know we didn't have this on the docket today, Gary. Chet Holmgren. Holy um, crap! No, go Chet ahead, Holmgren Jeff. You can elaborate. Bob, Bob, and I talked about him last week. But go yep. ahead. Wait, yep. Give us, yep. give us your, give us the Goodman take. So you know, I've seen Chet for years. And loved him, loved him, loved him, loved him. And he was pretty good at Gonzaga, you know, his one year there. And then, you, you know, it's again, it's like out of sight, out of mind. Unfortunately, that's that's the way we are. And last year, he gets hurt before the season in kind of a freak injury. Um, and we forget how good he is. You know, he's, I'm not going to say he's Victor, but like, he's not far off from Victor, guys. No, he's, no, he's got smaller. the same basic range the skill set range yes. and of course the same question we're going to have for both of them for longevity is right. to have those bodies yeah. we're, we're one fairly a quarter of the way through a season you know so they got a long way to go to prove they can get through an nba season without something bad happening to their bodies and and not to mention a career but meanwhile let's enjoy them i'm enjoying them and and by the way guess who's got the best record in the western conference today as we speak Minnesota, Minnesota. Oklahoma right. City. Well, no, Minnesota. I saw that this morning. Yeah. Twelve and four. Yeah. And of course, Anthony, yeah, we talk about guys that came out of a of a tournament filling their oats. You know, we didn't New York say didn't win, but Anthony Edwards was the best player on the team. And it was his, it was kind of a coming out party, really, in terms of, of, of asserting himself as as a as a special player. So, you know where that helped him, I think? I think it helped Anthony Edwards in like how to be a leader and i'm not sure he was a great leader for team usa necessarily but but all those coaches that were there that were probably trying to teach him the right way to do it at least You're, mm -hmm. you got to be the guy and you got to lead all these other guys and, and again i think he probably took steps that helped them this year because that was my biggest concern with minnesota and and, and will always be is is you know do they they have talent. We know that. Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns are both supremely talented players. But but again, do they have the right combination? Do they have that leader? Um, I'm not sure they do, but man, like they're talented and they've gotten off to a good start. Well, Where Orlando, I think it's a little bit of like fake news at this point. I think they're going <laughs> to fall back to, you know, maybe they make the, the play-in. I, I bet they're right there at the end, like playing – Type well, I mean, Jeff, that's an improvement. Totally. totally. You know? oh, yeah. I mean, they're relevant. They're, they're relevant. Maybe I should rephrase it. Are they for real? They're relevant. Totally. 
No, I agree. With Minnesota, Minnesota, you look at and you say, like, all right, like if everything goes right, could Minnesota be a team that we're actually talking about in the West, you know, to, to make the Western Conference finals? Like, could they? I don't think they're there yet. I think they're probably a year away. Uh, but again, the Lakers are getting older with LeBron. Golden State's getting older. Like, it's going to open up some room to at least get to deeper in the, the conference finals. I'm not sure they're beating Denver when it matters. But, yeah. or Phoenix. again, they're, they're, they're a threat. They're a real threat. Speaking of which, Jokic had 39 last night without a without a three. I love that. So, uh, you know. <laughs> well, are we starting this, Bob? Do you think we're starting to see a shift here? Well, I don't know if it's a shift, but I can't remember when we've talked about youth in the NBA we are right now. I mean, we've talked about Wimbiyama. We've talked about Holmgren. Right. You know, you're so, mentioning the guys in Minnesota, Orlando. In Orlando. And, and, and a lot of it is because, obviously, you know, European players, international players have helped out. Oh. Um, but now, but boy, you know, um, if you saw Orlando on the schedule, you'd be like, oh, oh, yeah. oh God. I, or, you know. You know, like Houston or any of these other teams, you'd be like, oh, what am I borrowing this for? Or San Antonio. Well, San Antonio. Yeah, you know, but but now there seems to be this, this like I don't know, I'm not de- describing it right, but you have the you have the 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 top, but the the gap is closing. Oh no, quite look the West right now. Look, the, the top four teams in the West right now, as we speak, are Minnesota, OKC is eleven and five. And then followed by Phoenix and Denver, each eleven and six as we speak, and and uh, the that you know Minnesota, you wouldn't have, who would have predicted that that at any juncture right. in the season that Minnesota OKC would be leading the West. Right. No, I mean, will they maintain it? That. Who knows? But we wouldn't have predicted that. Now, you know. You know, so that, that's it's uh, it, it's good. It's good. You know, that's why I think there's a there's a change going on here. There's a youth oh, movement no, that we're seeing. You, I, I, there's more interesting teams. That's all. I mean, we, you know, we we've already talked in pre- previous episodes about uh, the the Indiana scoring binge. You know, right. And it's to continues. And of course, Atlanta Atlanta is also a scoring team. The Celtics managed to hold them to 103, which is really you know pretty good. And uh, but and by the way, Trey Young when he's off, when he's going off, in, I mean he is. The 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 dis- it's almost like he's in in mental competition with with Curry to see who can shoot from farther out. <laughs> Anything Steph can do, I can do better in terms of distance. I swear to God, I think he's I'm, I'm, I I I I totally believe he he wants to outdo Curry in that regard because he shoots from distances that are absurd, and they, sometimes they go in. <laughs> Jeff, I want to hey, you know who's been pretty good, Gary. I don't know if you talked about him last week, but we should get to it at some point. The old Celtics head coach, Ime Adoka. Look yeah, at what no, no, Jeff, go ahead, man. I mean, that's a great oh, point. What do you look got? Look at what this dude's doing. I mean, they're over 500. You know, again, we're only probably, what, 20% into the season. So it could totally go into a tailspin. Uh, but Ime's got the right guys for him now, right? I mean, you add Fred Van Vliet, who's the perfect guy for Ime. The perfect guy. How come? And Dylan Brooks. Dylan you, Brooks is perfect for Eme. Why do these guys fit? I mean, we remember Fred, we remember from the Pacers. How, why do you think they're perfect for him? They're just tough as shit, which is what Eme needs. He needs tough dudes. It, it's why Marcus Smart loved him and he loved Marcus Smart, right? They were the perfect fit. He needs some of those guys. And like 
Fred, Fred's perfect for them because they needed like a, 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 an adult in the room. You know, Jalen Green wasn't ready. The organization was a mess last year, a complete mess. I talked to enough people um, in the know there and they were like, it's just, there's no leadership from, from the coaching staff down. Uh, something needed to be done. And, and now they've got a good combination. I think, you know, some young guys, but, but again, Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks bring the toughness. You got Jalen green and Sangoon's been awesome. Awesome. Well, I mean, should we be surprised, Jeff, that he may can do the job? Because that wasn't the ability, certainly wasn't the issue in no. Boston. No, we know no, why. Never. No, nothing yeah. to do with why he's not here. So, that's yeah, he's I mean, it. listen, if you're a Celtics fan, you're still going to go back. And, and this may be the case in like three and five years from now. They might, they might have a title, two titles under their belt. Who knows? We're still going to go back to two years ago. Two years ago? Yeah. The, the year. first half. The, the, the first half was horrible. Yeah. Except three years ago. Three years yeah, ago. Three, yeah, his first year. Yeah. And then they flipped it. This he may flip that thing. Remember how average they were. Right. And we were all complaining. This team is tough to watch. It's time. I said it. Like, let's move Jalen. See what you can yeah. get for him. Don't give him away, but see what you can get. And Bob was almost on board with me. I don't know if he was fully on board. But I think he was damn close at that point. Like, you got to do something. And yeah. Ime, give him credit. He held him accountable. He found the right buttons to push. And he challenged them. And they flipped this thing completely. So I, I think Ime's going to get and deserve. Maybe he won't get enough credit in a few years if they win titles. But he deserves it. Uh, I want to, Bob and I have talked about it. But as we speak, I believe Orlando is, is undefeated in the in-season tournament. Uh, have you enjoyed it? Have you paid attention? Bob and I are like, hey, it's great. If you love it, fine. We don't have any, 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 excuse me, any animosity towards it. I just don't think I'll speak for Bob. Went into it maybe like others. I don't care. I yeah, don't okay. care. It's honestly irrelevant to me. Do you think it's helped the product? Irrelevant to me. Do you think it's helped the product? I don't know. I don't think that much. I mean, again, you got Indiana right now. They're four and zero. In their group A standings, I'm looking at it right now. I haven't looked at it in, in probably at all. Uh, but, you know, these Pacers players, somebody made a good point. I forget if it was LeBron or somebody. They made a good point. They said, for these younger guys, the prize money is significant. And, you know, the hope is that some of these older guys want to win this for the younger guys. And, and they want to win games regardless. But I think there's a little more incentive for these younger dudes who, who again, that's real money for, for a guy that's just hanging on at the 13th spot and, and on a two-way deal or something like that. That's real money. For LeBron James, come on, like it's 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 nothing. It's like a quarter for us. No, no, I, I think I totally agree with that. And I, I and I'm also with you. I I, I oh it's Tuesday, it must be a you know, oh, oh, it's a it's a tournament game. It's Friday, it's a tournament game. I, I, I don't look at it. I don't care right now. They got to make me care. They, they haven't done it yet. You know, I'm just looking at it's another game in the schedule. I'm watching it from that point And that's it. Not worried about the schedule. Also, I'm very amused though. Now I'm at, at, people are citing that the incentive, the ultimate incentive for these guys is we get five days in Las Vegas. Is, I mean, is it real? I mean, are we supposed to, is it, 
You buy into that? Maybe you. Maybe I they do. like going to the clubs. Hey, they I like do. going to the clubs in Vegas, Bob. I buy it, Bob. I no, buy it. I buy it. Of, I find that's that why the of, summer league's there. I find that kind of sad. I'm sorry. Oh, I, okay. Well, you know what? But here's the here. This is <laughs> it, Bob. Because this is it. I know what you're saying. You're 23. You're 24. 25. You're in your 20s. It's ve- like the movie. It's <laughs> Vegas, baby, Vegas. You know. I mean. That's it. I mean, it's just if you're, you know, if you're if you're Al Horford, you probably don't care, you know. But for some of the, it's still Vegas. It's you know. All right. Well, I, I, they're kids. We lose track sometimes. Yes, they're adults. They're playing a game, but they're still in their twenties. So are there no games? Here's my question to you: when when there are when when the tournament is going on in Vegas, oh. is the rest of the league shut down and they get these off? Seventh, eighth, and ninth of December. We'll have to look. I haven't thought about that, but that's a good point. I haven't thought about that. I'm going to look now. Seventh, oh. eighth, and ninth of December. Well, you look that up, and, and I'm going to move on. And, and Bob will get a. Bob wants to talk about another in-season event, and that's the All-Star <laughs> yeah. Game. And he's happy that they're returning to the old form, which is East versus West. Just keep it simple. Well, the the idea, you know, the thing has deteriorated into utter complete farce, and, it, and under whatever uh, circumstance, whatever trappings, you know, it's it's a dunkarama, it's a joke. There's no defense. The scores are ludicrous. It's not basketball, and and it's boring, and I don't watch it. And you know, it, it, it's all it's horrible. But I just does it have to be that way? I mean, I'm I'm old enough to remember well the, when the, there were some really competitive games. I remember oh, we great, all are. Seattle. We remember, you know, remember when, Magic in Seattle came when Tom Chambers was the, you know, we got the MVP in his home city and, 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 you know, and all that. Um, and there were some good ones. Also, I do also remember a period of time in the early seventies when there was a lassitude, there was an awful game in Chicago in 1973. I was 104 to 84, 84 points in an all-star game. Imagine wow. that. Uh, the and, and players didn't seem to care and then there was a lot of backlash on that and then the next few years the games got much better and and um i i just would think that the professional personal pride of these guys that the idea of this is the best 24 in this case 24 guys 12 and 12 that that out of the league that they would want to put on a good show and and want to just for the hell of it for bragging rights just want to win the damn game and play a game properly and play it as well as they can. And I don't see anything wrong with that. And I, I don't understand why they don't want to do that. There's no reason why the NBA All-Star game shouldn't be an epic that, with these great players if they play hard and play well Maybe instead of the nonsense that they've allowed it to deteriorate into. Offer five hundred thousand dollars to each player for the winning team, then you'll. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, think maybe sh- we'll get shouldn't something. have to order. Uh, you know, they shouldn't. You'd think these guys, as competitive as they are, theoretically, to, to get where they have been in their lives, that they wouldn't. They shouldn't want to put on the show uh, with the the creme de la creme. And and uh, I just don't get the. I I think that, you know, the game should mean something and for them to them and i um i but um we'll see what happens now they got a new format it doesn't mean we won't have 182 to 178 we don't know that until they go out there and show us that they want to play i I don't know what they can do i mean again i i think you've got to find a way to incentivize them i don't know what that way is (laughs) i i just i don't know other than pride again there should be a level of personal pride but part of the problem is listen it's it's not like it's that different from some of these regular season games think about it like some of these regular season games are are insane numbers 
offensively. Right. So it's not like we're going from one crazy end of the spectrum to the other here. We're just, we're going much further. We're going further into like, we're not guarding at all where in, in, in some of these regular season games, yeah, they're guarding, but, but really all it is is an offensive show in, in so many of these games. Well, I think that they go ahead, Bob. No, I'm saying obviously you, you can substantiate that with some of these scores we've had in the last two weeks and, and they're, they're, they're way more than we've seen in, in, in a long, long time. And, and, uh, I, I don't know what that – I'd like to know what see what that means in the, in the long run, whether well, it's going to stop now and maybe we've gone through a phase and, you know, I don't know. But anyway, I I'm just want to – I just want to stick up for the idea that that people – that there's no reason why they, you shouldn't want to make an all-star game something substan- substantial. I got to tell you, you know, okay, so anyway, that we'll, we'll t- when we get closer, we'll have more to talk about. Well, I think it's a couple of things. I think that – they have followed in the footsteps of the Pro Bowl, which is now, a, you know, a contest, a skills contest, and the NHL, where it was physical and guys didn't want to get hurt. That's fine. The NBA, it's not the same risk. Obviously, you can get hurt, but you can still have a competitive game. Uh, and also, it became a weekend. Uh, Jeff, I think you've been out there for those weekends. Oh, I mean, yeah. it became a weekend where it, it, it became more entertainment. It came. It became more about the parties and the dunk contest and the rookie game, and you know that who's 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 being seen with what as opposed to a game. So I'm probably going to go this year only because it's in Indianapolis, and uh, my daughter is actually in a class at at Indiana University taught yeah. by Mike Wells. There's like ten people in the class, and Mike Wells is a former ESPN writer. And uh, this class is actually going to be able, all the, 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 the kids are going to be able to go and cover the NBA. Also. Oh, that's great stuff. Yeah, good. So for me, I'm like, all right, if I can get oh, out great. And, and see great. her and hang with her a little sure. bit. And, and that's terrific. Why not? Why not? So I'm going right. to go and I'm, I'm dying to see what it looks like. But you're right. Like, Gary, like, it's fun. It's fun. You know what it's fun for? To me, the best part of it is seeing, like, the first-time All-Stars. Like those right. are the ones that are like so appreciative, so happy. And like, it's good to see these guys hanging out with each other a little bit and having fun. But I want to see when it gets down to it, when the game starts, I want to see some actual like competition and fight and, and want to win and want to take some right. pride in defense. Well, look, That's the only thing like, and the slam dunk contest has gone to hell too. Oh I mean, God. that's garbage. It's garbage. Yeah, I mean, no. It, it, it's Listen, when Michael stopped doing it, same thing with the three-pointer with Larry and so forth. It, it, yeah. it certainly meant more. I also think that you have the relationship between players. While Larry and Magic were friends, you know, in the second half of their career, after they shot the legendary Converse commercial, um, they still competed like hell in the All-Star game. You know, I mean, you still, like, you still, even though you were friends with people on the other side, you still did not want to lose. You know, there was that sense of competition that just doesn't exist right now. I don't know. You know, I mean, we could go, but I mean, I'm sure Bob could pontificate on, you know, Bob Gibson hating to anybody would fraternize with the enemy. You know, you were on his S list, you know, and that was in the late sixties. And I'm sure that I'm, it's, it's maybe it's an exaggeration, but if you take a look at how things have changed from, you know, Bob Gibson, I don't want you talking to the enemy to now. I mean, it's not even close. That, that, but that's transcendent. That's all sports. That's you know? all sports. But that's all the, that's, sports. That's, that's right. the deal. That's, that's not, 
that's not going back, guys. No, no, no time soon. Is right. That going so I don't, you know, the only way I, th I think you got to pay them, you know, if you want me in to get that prize money, but who knows? We'll see. Um, but, oh, uh, Jeff, you've had a chance to notice something interesting in, in the college game that could have an impact on the pro game down the road in the big men. Well, it already has. I mean, it already has with, with, you know, all these these great – the best players in college right now are all big men that, frankly, can't get to the NBA. And and it's changed. I mean, think about this, Bob. Ten years ago, Jaleel Okafor um, was, a, was a top three pick in, in the NBA. Now, Jaleel Okafor wouldn't be drafted, would not be drafted at all. And, and I'm not even talking about the Jaleel Okafor we saw in the NBA, but the one leading up to it, right? The guy at Duke who's dominant low post scorer, um, Zach Eady. There's a reason he's still at Purdue this year after winning national player of the year. year. Hunter Dickinson. There's a reason he's still there after putting up huge numbers at, at Michigan. You know, you had Oscar Shibway, a dominant rebounder, dominating in the G League right now, but he cannot get to the NBA. Why? Well, most of these guys can't step out hunter dickinson has shown he can and step out and, and and shoot the three but most of them can't do that and also defensively you can't switch with them they are you know one-dimensional and and really what they're able to do they're not athletic they're not long you know if you're long and athletic it's different you can switch ball screens you can block shots you can run the court all those things but but to me, you better be able to either shoot the hell out of the ball as a big and, and be a stretch big or be a long athletic big. If you're not, your your odds of making uh, and, and being drafted in the first round or maybe at all are, are very slim these days. Oscar Shibway is the best rebounder to come out of college basketball in the 21st century, and he can't get to the NBA. Uh, that is astonishing to me. I, I, I didn't – I just thought he – that skill would alone, I don't care, have to get him a job. And it's still, I think it will, but, but I can't believe it won't at some point, but, but, but that's, that's a statement I'm going to stick with. He's the best rebounder we've seen in college basketball in the 21st century. And here he is. Uh, well, all the, one of the byproducts of this for me, and you're right. And I can't argue with anything you're saying. I, I think it's sad. I hate it is, is, well, he still got different levels of basketball. And it's a reason to watch college basketball to see Zach Eady. He knows what he's doing down there. You know, he's still a pleasure to watch. He's got right hand, left hand. He's got different moves. He's not Mikhail, but he knows what he's doing down there. And so does Hunter Dickinson. And they're a pleasure to watch for me as a basketball fan. And if they're not good enough for the NBA, well, that's the NBA's problem. But I'm, I'm, I'm. But you're right. The game is so changed so dramatically. It's incredible. Can you imagine. Telling, having this discussion 20 years ago and it, there's going to be a time when a seven foot four guy who's player of the year will not even be in the draft. No, that, oh. would, that would have been science fiction. You couldn't believe it. that could possibly happen. Does it ever go back? Do you guys think it ever, you know, cause everything kind of goes in cycles, right? right? Like, does it get back? I mean, are we talking 30 years uh, away from it going back or, or could it go back like, because you've, you've seen the league for so long, Bob. Like, is this something that could go back, or, or are we 
we passed that point. Oh, I mean, this, the three is a, the most radical transformation of how the game is being. The two most radical things that affected the NBA in, in its 75-year history are the 24-second clock that was implemented in 1954-55 and the, the, uh, the hostile takeover of the three. And the dowelmorphication of basketball. The hostile takeover. It's like it's like they took like hostages. No, no, really. it's what it is. It's a hostile takeover. They had look at the hostage. Jack Eadie and the Hunter Dickinson are already hostages. Oscar Sheepway's a hostage of the three. Dude, if they, if they weren't for the three, this the game wouldn't have they, they, the same game we knew. Yeah. So oh, no, right. it, it's that that's the most dramatic transformation, and uh, and and it's it's a, it's a different game than it was even 10 years ago let alone 30 and and so uh that's where we are and and it isn't going to go back you know i mean nobody's going to stop every every little kid in america wants to be steph curry and every big man is being instructed now you got to learn how to shoot you know those and and uh, you know so yeah yeah no it's it's different it's a very different game and and i don't see it going back and i hate to say it but i There'll be a four-point shot before there's before I'm dead, and and uh, that cool. and that might be the thing that kills it's me. The quote, hey, the quote of the year from Bob Ryan: "There'll be a four-point shot before I'm dead." And no, but you didn't the get quote, the full quote. But that, that might be what kills me. And that <laughs> might yes, and that might and that may me to be the thing that kills me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> whether whether it's whether it's dissing casseroles for Thanksgiving. <clears throat> or projecting his demise, Bob Ryan is in fuego or el fuego. Um, en fuego. En fuego. I got that wrong. En fuego. <laughs> I got. I can't even get that right. Uh, anyways, uh, so Jed's a pleasure. Uh, anything else in your mind before we say so long? I think we've covered everything. All good. We hit a bunch of stuff today. Yeah, we took. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. We did. Yeah. How do you feel about casseroles, Jeff? <laughs> I actually, I'm not bad on green bean casserole. Like, oh, kinda, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, no, I kind of like it. I kind, it's not like at the top of my list, but, but it's like I had some. I had some. I'm not gonna lie to you. Don't ever bring it to the Ryan house. Well, you guys, just keep it at the other end of the table. That's. Enough.